Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Fisher and Farmer is not just a homeware store. It's a lifelong dream brought to life for owner Melissa Corbett. Mal always had the vision of opening her own business and her background in public relations has been a valuable asset in making that dream come true. Mal's deep connection to her community led her to realise that the small town of Ganmain in rural New South Wales could greatly benefit from a local homeware store, reducing the need for residents to travel to larger towns. Fisher and Farmer started as a humble market stall in 2016. Over the years, it's grown into a small bricks and mortar store to now occupying the space of the old supermarket in the main street of Ganmain. Not only does Fisher and Farmer provide residents with homewares and gifts and even a coffee shop, but it also attracts visitors and tourists to the town, boosting Ganmain's economy and putting it on the map. Mal is here for the long run, committed to the success and growth of her business and community. In this episode, recorded in the outdoor area of Fisher and Farmer, Mal shares the challenges of running a retail store, the importance of thinking outside the box, why her team is her greatest asset, and her future plans for Fisher and Farmer. Meet my friend Mal from Fisher and Farmer. Hello, Mal. Welcome to a friend of mine podcast. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you. No, thank you for inviting me to beautiful Ganmain and you're closed today. So it feels like a bit of a VIP tour <laughs> of your beautiful store. Yeah, thank you. I've just come from a morning tea uh, in Coolamon and had just mentioned I'm going to Ganmain to do an interview uh, and then someone's like, oh yeah, that'll be Mel from, you know, Fisher and Farmer and Everyone knew who you were. They were so excited <laughs> and so many were just cheerleaders about what you've created here. Oh, that's fantastic. That's lovely to hear. And that's what small communities are about. I'm very, very lucky to have a support network here in Ganmain um, for Fisher and Farmer and even personally it's just it's wonderful and that's one of the benefits of living in a small rural town. Yeah. I love it. A lot of them were just saying it like it's it's worth the drive. They said you've set up in somewhere where there's not a lot of foot traffic but you have really brought tourism to this town so what does I mean for someone to say that about you how does that feel? That's humbling thank you. We are in Ganmain and and I guess that was my being a little bit hesitant opening Fisher and Farmer was there's 650, 700 people in the town. So where are people going to come from? Who's your market? Um, will anyone come in? Will anyone buy anything? You know, you, you, you have those doubts as a first business owner. It was just something that I saw that town would benefit from, being able to buy a gift here or, you know, a cowhide yeah. <laughs> in Gernmain, um, rather than travelling, you know, through to the bigger towns in, say, Wagga, Wagga's, uh, approximately 60 k's west of here so we do get ladies coming out from Wagga which is lovely so it is a bit of a destination but yeah we don't actually have people walking past the front door as such but yeah lucky lucky we have visitors coming to visit us and um, doing a bit of shopping and, and seeing other great things in the town as well. I suppose what I'm finding with these small towns and you've got these incredible retail stores is 
like you're you're doing it for the community. You are providing such an incredible service. It's such a big, brave step. Yeah, to well, take. Um, someone said to me the other day. Actually, it was quite funny because we're going on to seven years old. I mean, this is my happy place. I love being a fisher and farmer. Um, and I, they said, I just could not imagine fisher and farmer not being here now. Like it's such a a great great place. And last year, I put a coffee window in. Um, so before that I just pretty much did homewares and then eventually went into clothing and a few more brands and labels and put the coffee window in which has created another aspect of the business so we trade Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday so we get a lot of people coming out weekends Um, we get people coming to the window it's sort of like a gathering it's really nice to see people even if it is just for a coffee some people don't come in they just order a coffee at the window which is fine but it's um, another aspect which I'm really enjoying about the business. Yeah. Well, I'm a big coffee lover. Um, I would definitely call myself a little coffee snob. Uh, And I think that's because um, like Bendigo has a really good coffee scene, but also had spent a couple of years in Melbourne. So, you know, that's where it starts. And um, traveling around, it can be a little tricky in the smaller towns to find somewhere. And um, you have so kindly made me one, even though it's not (laughs) open today, you've switched the machine on and it's incredible. Like, I mean, it must be people must be so grateful to have you know really good coffee yeah and it's some for some people it's it's part of their morning routine it's a bit of a ritual and a nice way to start your day Um, yeah and I guess too another motivator for me doing it was that you know in the country it can be quite isolating as well so sometimes the the barista or the you know that coffee window is is what you see is is the only people that you sort of communicate with if you're working um, remotely or working from home or living in small communities or farmers just you know duck past and grab their coffee and they head out onto the tractor so it's nice to have that um, social aspect of it too I love the gathering you know of a weekend and croissants and coffee and it's really nice beautiful well let's go back probably a few years how did you come to open Fisher and Farmer? Fisher and Farmer was a lifelong dream of mine I've always thought that I would open a business one day playing dress ups and and shops were my favorite um, (laughs) games as a little girl and I and I still do it today so I'm very lucky and feel very blessed that ladies come in and trust me to to dress them and offer advice which is you know it's really fun and Fisher is my maiden name and I married a farmer, so it's pretty simple. So we opened in 2016 and the rest is history. Here we are. Has it always been here in this building? Um, No. So initially I started as a market stall. So I did about um, three or four markets um, and I just said to my husband, this is hard work. (laughs) (laughs) carting around stock and, um, you know, applying for market stalls and different things. So the little shop across the road, which was the old accountant's building, was my first base. And I was there for approximately six months. And then this is the old supermarket where we currently are. So this was on the market and didn't quite look how it did today. So after a fair bit of um, work and elbow grease, we got in and transformed it to what it is today. So very proud of that actually and it is a big shop but 
Uh, I, I don't seem to have trouble filling it, that's no. for sure. <laughs> and I do. I love that there's all these um, little nooks and crannies that it's like a treasure trove. It you is. Know, it's not, it's yes. not where, you know, you've got yes. plates here and clothes here. It's just <laughs> it's like this little, yeah. It is. Um, most of the ladies do inform me that it uh, you have to do about six or seven laps to actually, you know, <laughs> and, and each time you do a lap you see something new. So that's nice. It, it is kind of a bit of a... Um, you know, wander through and and have a little look and, um, yeah, see if something grabs your interest. But, yeah, we have lots of fun here. Um, I have a couple of girls that um, have been here for quite some time and um, they compliment me and the store. I'm very grateful and lucky to have good staff and great customers alike, you know. Without the customers, we wouldn't be here. It's sometimes tough in a small regional area and especially at the moment um, with interest rates and, you know, obviously different reasons, but it is really challenging and uh, sometimes I think I'm mad. I think my husband thinks I'm definitely mad, but um, it's something that I love and I'm passionate about. Out. until I stop enjoying it I'll keep doing it. So I suppose when we look back at how long you've been open for and you know you've had that the pandemic in between there when has the toughest time been? Is it does it feel like now um, or was it then? No, definitely now. When COVID first hit us, we, you know, we were like everybody else. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know how to plan. We didn't know what to put in place. And then, you know, lockdown. So obviously we couldn't trade. So um, having online was um, probably a godsend for us. But you know, I've learnt a lot since COVID. I guess those um, times, those difficult times make you more resilient and more determined to to try different things and um, open yourself up to, you know, other opportunities. It's definitely now that I find the most challenging. It's not just the interest rates. It's um, people, you know, aren't travelling out, you know, for day trips as much as they are. The, the weather determines whether people will get in the car and come for a drive. Um, there's different reasons. Being the interest rates are obviously the, the hardest for people not having the disposable income anymore to, to buy that you know pair of dress and earrings. But it is tricky times. But I just think that you have to stick with it and be resilient and, and look outside other opportunities and, and talk to other businesses, you know, and, and talk to your friends and um, do the research, you know. Um, power is knowledge. So if you can you know, just look at different options. Uh, I think if we get through this, we can get through anything. Do you have an inner circle that you, you know, talk to about business and, you know, how often yeah, do you catch up? I'm, I'm very lucky. I have a, a great um, network around me from all different walks of life and friends and other business owners and family. Sometimes it's hard because you don't want to burden people with your, your stuff. You're quite picky of what you, you talk about and, and, you know, how's the shop, Mel? Oh, it's great. Thank you. Yes. You know, and you sort of, you don't want to burden them with your problems and things but you know some months it's not great you know and and you do feel like um, giving up and you do feel like you know what am I doing you know am I doing am I am I doing something wrong could I be doing something better and and you're quite hard on yourself well I am I I don't even I, I don't always know if I'm doing the right thing or if I'm buying the right stock or if I'm targeting the right audiences or so unless you're sort of signing up for a coach or you're signing up for um, to put yourself on the line think we all have those insecurities that's part of being a human isn't it yeah well I suppose it was the same this morning I sat down to you and you just said oh you know you're doing a wonderful thing and I'm like 
Am I? Because I question whether anyone's listening, (laughs) (laughs) anyone's reading. Like we just all have that internal dialogue of, you know, why are we doing it? I suppose it it does come back to that question. There has to be more to it than just profit. If I was to ask you, then why are you doing it? Why don't you close that door today and just just walk away? I just love it. I just, I'm I'm here for the long run. You know, this is my happy place and um, I'm really passionate about it. And if I wasn't, I, I guess I wouldn't be here. You know, and it um, and and I think Gan Maine um, is a better place with Fisher and Farmer without sounding a bit. <laughs> no, I've and it's you can say I've heard people say that this morning already. You yeah, know, that that you are you have created a really special spot yeah. for oh, the thank town. you. That means a lot. Yep. Yeah, and, so, and, and sometimes you um, you need to remind yourself that um, you're doing a great job rather than being. Um, hard on yourself and um, having negative thoughts, it's probably sometimes good to turn it around and say, listen, you're doing okay, you know, you're you're doing okay. So before Fisher and Farmer, what was Mel doing? Um, So Mel was working at um, Great Southern Energy, well, Country Energy, which is now Essential Energy, had a few amalgamations there. Um, So I was there for about 16, 17 years and I was doing um, PR, so public relations, um, media, stakeholder relations, sponsorships, events. So I kind of had a little bit of a head start for a business, um, my business brain, I guess. Yeah, I just really enjoyed doing that. I loved being outdoors and, and, and setting things up and doing things, you know, for other people, getting paid to do it, of course, which was great. And Henty Field Days was one of those things that I used to coordinate um, or, or help coordinate for Essential Energy back in the day. And um, and that's how I sort of started doing that with Fisher and Farmer because, as you say, in, in tough times, you, you really do have to think outside the square so I do two a, a year I do the Henty Field Days um, which is a three-day event down at Henty as you know and the other one is the children's medical boutique markets in in Wagga that happens next month and um, it's a great little fair over two days so yeah we we do both of those and they're both well worth doing for us and it's all it's also about a bit of exposure too there's you'll be surprised I always take a heap of business cards with me wherever I go um, you'll be surprised how many business cards I hand out and people don't know where you are and haven't heard of your business so that to me is great I well, we have to come out and you know say hello and so handing out those and uh, get, getting that exposure I guess is is important too for a small business in a small regional town and I did I saw you at Henty and I was so excited <laughs> and um, I dropped in and said hello and yes. um, yeah like I mean it's huge Henty. It is. Yes. I, I just I still can't get <laughs> to be honest I was just thinking we didn't get to the whole Henty Field Days. And not to say that you can't in a day. I think we just kept, you know. Oh, it's massive and it's growing every year. It is. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great for us. We're in the same spot. Um, we've been going for four years and um, we we, it's, we just love it. It's it's just a great three days and country people are the best, you know. You just talk to people every day. Yeah, make some money in the in the meantime and, yeah, have a bit of fun. It's, um, yeah. Do you close this storefront? No, so the girls will still be here. Yeah. Uh, it's only um, the Thursday um, and we pack up the Friday and head home. So, yeah, yeah the shop is as usual, as yeah. business as usual. And as you said, like the brand awareness is still a big part because – so what I'd asked a few people at the Henty Field Days was, um, you know, is it sales or brand awareness? Like what's important to you or something oh, like this? Because when you take into account your stall fee, yes. um, how much it costs to get there, 
accommodation you might be staying yes. overnight like yeah you've got to weigh up yeah. is it are you looking oh, to make look, that back in pr- yeah product look you've got to be realistic and and you know obviously one of the biggest challenges in small business is cash flow so obviously you know you, you've got to go to try and make money henty's huge i mean you ask any of my staff and that and it's a bit of an in-house joke but they're like don't talk to mel the, the, the month coming up to henty because she's <laughs> her head's everywhere um which is probably true you know and you know you've got to look at my nails <laughs> You know, I'm completely wrecked after Henty, but it is worth going. It's, um, I love it. I look forward to it every year and, you know, we make money there, but it it is also exposure, you know, and um, you've got to, you've got to put yourself out there sometimes and try different things and do, just do you, you know, do what, what suits you and your business. And, but I think that's the way business is going now. I I don't think it's a nine to five, Monday to Friday, uh, you know, job. I think you've got to be thinking all the time about different ways of branding and making money and exposing yourself, products, your service, all that is, has to be at at a high level now Yeah, because you just drown out. You just don't, you don't stand out, you know. How do you upskill then? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't have all the answers. I just do what's best for what I think. I'm just in my lane over here and doing what I think is great. doesn't always work. Sometimes <laughs> it backfires. I'm having a go and I love what I do. So I think if you do that, you come to work each day and do what you love. Well, it can't be that bad, can it? No, not at all. Tell me about the store and what types of products you have in there. So we stock pretty much everything from clothing, shoes, accessories, cowhide rugs, giftware, soaps, perfumes, a lot of stuff. I mean, I probably stock way too much, but it is, as you say, a little bit of a, if you're going to come for a drive, you come out and it's certainly worth you popping in and, and having a look because there's so many things. But we try and support a lot of other small businesses. That was my idea when I first opened. Um, obviously, I have some bigger brands that people love, you know, which you've got to have. But we, we also stock local artists. We stock all handmade earrings and um, jewellery, a little bit of clothing, shoes, bags. There's, yeah, I, I actually, we stock so much. It's <laughs> quite insane, to be honest. But that's it. I think you've nailed it though. Like if you come out, you don't want to sort of go into a shop and you know how you can just do a lap and or sometimes you could stand at the door, you know, swing from left to right and go, yeah, there's nothing in and out. You go like you do. You have to come in and, yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel like it's overwhelming because there's so much stock and, um, you know, and there's so much to look at and, I think some people do get overwhelmed, but uh, it's a good overwhelm. It's, um, you know, and and if you ask me for help, I'll be more than happy to put you in the right direction. <laughs> uh, in terms of wow moments, what's been one for you in terms of your business? Just to do what I love, just to be able to come to a place that, you know, I've created and and offers something special for the, for the customers and the community. You know, it's, um, it's, it's hard work. It really is. It's some some days I'm so tired, but other days I just I, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything, anything else. I'm I'm pretty lucky, really. So yeah, Fisher and Farm is pretty wow to me. Oh, that's a nice way to look at your wow moment. Yeah, I can't sort of pinpoint one thing. Yep. But um, our customers are lovely. You know, we we have great rapport with our with our customers and their country ladies. So they know what they want. 
most of the time and, you know, if I can be of any assistance and help them along the way, I, I will. Most people are pretty confident in what they like and, and what they choose. You talk about a team. What does your team look like? My team is um, loyal. They are hardworking and very honest and upfront with me, which is what I love. Um, and, and most of all, flexible. If they need to make a coffee, they'll make a coffee. If they need to model, they'll model. <laughs> if they need to unpack boxes or, you know, sweep the back area or hose down the, the front patio, that's what they do. They're great. Um, I'd be lost without them, to be honest. They're, the flexibility of my team is they just rally together and they kind of know when I need extra help this week. I've just spent a month in Europe with my son. Thank goodness I have that team and that flexibility because otherwise I wouldn't be able to go. So I really appreciate and, um, and respect uh, my team. So you're able to go to Europe and switch off? Look, I, I think it's anybody that has a busy, busy brain and a busy life. It, it takes a while. But once I was in Venice and Florence, <laughs> I was with a Prosecco. I certainly switched off there for a while. But um, just to be able to spend some quality time with my son um, was just so special. And I'm so grateful, yeah. you know, to be able to have that, the flexibility in my team to be able to do that. So it doesn't happen very often, of course. But, yeah, and you come back inspired and, and you know, you want to do – lots of things differently and but anyway it is what it is yeah I was gonna say did you find some stuff over there and you're like oh this I could work this back in (laughs) yes I'm a shopper I'm a I'm a shopper so you know I um I I share the love with the economy (laughs) (laughs) I um yeah I bought some things over there and and come back with lots of ideas but it is uh, again main and um when you don't have that cash flow to be able to to do what you want when you want you just have to be patient and slowly build up to bigger and better things. What are bigger and better things for Fisher and Farmer? Well, I'd like to get my outdoor area done so people can come and sit out in the sun and, yeah, that would be lovely. And I have this great storage shed out the back, which I'll show you in a minute, but I'd love to be able to turn that into something. So that's that's my idea. Moving forward, plans for Fisher and Farmer is, as is, business as usual. And I think with the coffee window and, yeah, the, the business, it's um, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. Actually, quite content. Now, it's not a question I like being asked sometimes, but like if you were to look five years ahead, what do you see? Like, do you have a business plan in place? Do you have a vision board or some goals, big goals you want to reach? Oh, look, I'm a dreamer. I have plenty of visions and dreams, but my husband's not with me on that on that carriage. So that's okay. We will continue, you know, as we're doing and, and I'll do up my outdoor area here and um, what I see is where we're at and, you know, and it takes energy and hard work and, and a lot of time and money and uh, I just think sometimes you've just got to enjoy the, the journey and um, whatever whatever comes, comes and yeah, I, I don't know to be honest, I, I have lots of plans but I don't know what and, and, and the time frame so we'll just see what happens. Probably one thing I love about owning a business and I don't know if it's a female thing, but I find that collaboration happens quite organically. You can't just run this thing on your own. Like, do you love to collaborate? Are there opportunities that you've been able to explore? Absolutely. I love collaboration. I think it's so important for small business and, you know, it, you complement one another. So working together, you, you're a stronger team. And if you've 
you know, if they've got a product or I've collaborated on a few occasions and each time has been successful. I absolutely love it. I love collaboration. I think it's, you have to do it in small business. Can you give us some examples? So Julia O'Connell, she's a stylist. So she came and did a photo shoot with us with some models last season, actually. And that was great. So, you know, promoting her as well and, and then, you know, getting her expertise for our photo shoot was great. We've done My Floral Styling, gorgeous Amanda. So she's down near Henty, actually. So she came and did a floral workshop for us, and which was great. So we had, you know, 20-something ladies and that was fantastic. Fantastic. Julie is a name that's uh, very familiar to our oak community. Uh, I think she's been following, gosh, nearly from day dot, really. Yeah, um, and she's it's, fun. She's and, a great, great chick. Yeah. And are you the first point of contact with your socials? Like, are, are you yeah. behind? Isn't? Do you reckon that's important? Yeah, I do. Yes, I'm. And and that's and that's another thing with small business. You're, you're everything. You know, yeah. you're 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 the social media queen. You're the barista. You're the accountant. Um, accountant. <laughs> you, you know, you're the complaints manager. You, you, you know, you're, you're the buyer. You're the seller. You, you're everything. And um and sometimes those hats fall off. You know, and and that's completely okay. Just pick it up and go again. I think there's a lot of relationship building that comes from being that first point of contact. Mm. Like I'm finding, I mean, the Oak Instagram's grown to, you know, 11,000, but but it's actually still me behind it. Like I'm the one that has that. And I, I like that because then it's that really good insight into what does a customer want? Sure. What are their what are their complaints? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's going on in yeah. your own business, which is really important because you're the face of it. You know, you you are you are it. And um, but it just becomes sometimes exhausting that you are the only one that does everything because you know. I mean, I have all good intentions of getting back to Laura, but um, you know, I may forget, and then you, you feel bad when she messages a week later, and you're just like, I'm so sorry. You know, um, no excuse, but that's yeah. just. I feel like that's happening more. I think when I started the social media uh, training and workshops, it's like get back to every comment, get back to every message. And I can't even tell you when that shifted, but I know it did for me. And suddenly, I think it was winning the award actually. There's too many comments. There's too many DMs. You're you're expected to be online all Mm, the time. mm. And I don't know, it's too much. um, I did sort of make a pat with myself that um, trading Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that I would, you know, obviously if it was an urgent request or comment or um, message, I would I would get back to them. But I have a life too and I have a grandchild and I have family, I have younger kids. So for me, um, just being online all the time and, and trying to, you know, people please was just exhausting you know um so I did make a pat that I would reply the days that I was in the shop and discuss whatever you need to discuss during that time um otherwise it wasn't that a priority for me you know my kids and my granddaughter is and bigger businesses aren't online all the time no, like why is small no. we're, we always do so much more we're yeah. always more. <laughs> yeah, because we're passionate about it, because it's ours. It's our baby. That's why. I was, I was just sitting here just listening to you talk and um, just I, and just your background and all. I'm thinking, what's your superpower, Mel? Customer service. Yeah. People. I, I really enjoy people coming in and where they're from, what brought them to Gan Maine. Are they looking for something in particular? Are they happy to browse? That to me is a buzz. Yeah. It's, is that insane? No, no, no. Um, 
yeah, I just enjoy that general chit-chat. Yeah, yep. My favourite question is always, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about? Obviously, um, Jane Crichton from Seed Food I Love. Um, she's in Wagga, so she does all your staple pantry items, so homemade relish, balsamic vinegar, um, lemonade. She does uh, all that, which is wonderful. Um, so she's just been down at Henty with me. So, yeah, shout out to Jane. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for opening your store on a day that you are closed. Oh, I my pleasure. I truly appreciate that. Um, I feel very VIP. Um, Thank you for coming. I really appreciate the opportunity to sit here and have a chat. I hope hope everything was okay. (laughs) It's brilliant. As I said, you've got friends who um, are massive cheerleaders for you in surrounding towns. I think they're so very grateful to, you know, have gems like Fisher and Farmer and other little retail stores, the Arc in Coolamon, Art Galleries, like – it makes it worth coming makes out. Makes the community, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're very lucky to, to be here to where we live in um, the Coolamon Shire. It's a great little area and, yeah, if you're looking for something to do of a weekend, come out for a drive. Yeah, it's beautiful too at the moment. Beautiful time of the year. Yeah, yeah. canola. It's yellow and green. Yes. Well, Everywhere. It's turning now, but it's, um, yeah, it, it's really pretty to come out for a country drive. Yeah, and of course, just line up your podcasts. Listen to the uh, dulcet tones of myself (laughs) and our guests. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thanks, Kimberly. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine.